All right, and welcome to the D20 uh, podcast. This is podcast number six. Uh, we're trying something new with the new equipment set up, so let's hope it works. So this is Chris, and we have... Scott. Corey. Cisco. Corky. Yeah, I'm definitely louder than everyone else. Okay, so uh, new equipment set up. We have four mics, so hopefully that's going to help. Uh, probably not in this podcast, but in the near future, it should help. We'll learn to adjust. Mic stands will definitely help, too, because holding the mic just seems really silly. You need the ones that, you know, put them up in the air. Yeah, the nice air ones. Yeah. All right, so it's are we like ready? Cisco and I can double fist it over here. This is good times. <laughs> Cisco doesn't double fist, trust me. Yeah, um, she doesn't need to, always, <laughs> but tonight. Wow. All right, are we ready for the official roll? <laughs> Were we talking about sharing Do you have earlier? The list up? I have the list written down. Right on. I'm ready to uh, roll. Hopefully, I roll higher than last time. The uh, fumble last time was not good for us. Yeah. No botch. I have a feeling I'm going to have to adjust my whole track down compared to everyone else. All right, here we go. Official roll. And 11. 11, 11. again? What's an 11? 11 the is most rolled number ever. Well,. I think we did in podcasts uh, either one. I think podcast number one was podcast originally one was, was books. Podcast was 11, and then the second podcast, uh, Cisco did an 11, and we had to veto it because we did it the yes. week before. Luckily, I've changed what number 11 is. All right on. <laughs> so number 11 is now family. 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 No. So what we're going to do is we're going to set aside three hours for Cisco. <laughs> <laughs> On a separate podcast. It'll take her three hours, and I'm going to get a notebook so I can write down all the baggage that goes along with that. She's giving me the look now. <laughs> Video podcast in the near future. That way we can see uh, the look she's giving. No Anybody want to start with family? Do we all want to go around <laughs> and tell what our respective families is composed of at the moment? <laughs> at, um, at the moment? <laughs> well, I would, yeah, I well, would say... Well, you start, white bread. White bread? White bread? Wow. Yeah. What does that make me, then? Your designation <laughs> got taken away from you. Wow. You're probably PETA, because, you know, you're in your pocket. I see we're starting off with name-calling early tonight, aren't we? No, um, you're just, you are, well, like, the most classic American family That's type. true, and Anne has even said that, in reality, um, in gaming terms, you are the only one out of us who is lawful good. I... Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> I probably am um, too. I don't know. No. I know the Beaver Cleaver family. Um, you are, yeah, but you, but you Cleavered somebody's Beaver in Las Vegas for money, so you <laughs> automatically. Uh, yeah. I mean, while it's legal okay, there, chaotic it's still morally. Okay. You, you have your fuck the system moments, I think. So yeah, that's true. Um, my family. So I'm the most white bread because I am an only child, and I have two parents that are still together and have been together since they were teenagers. Married. Well, so, Scott, you're the same, but you actually yeah. have... Scott's more white bread than I am. He's got a sister. I got a sister. I got the two kids. I'm an only child. Two, two He's parents. like the nuclear family. I got. I had four dogs growing up, you know? Quirky is easily on that um, French bread tip, because uh, he's got... Fucking French bread. The the two parents, yeah, sister, be brother, 40, 40 years three this dogs, October. Same house. Um, yeah. Visits his family <coughs> religiously, like... Um, Every August I or July. I don't remember the name of some of my immediate family, and he's always, like, they're all... Uh, but he does? Christmas cards, and yeah, he actually he remembers my family better than I do. <clears throat> yeah, well, you, my Mom. whole family is, you go over my parents, you go across the street, it's my aunt and uncle. There you go, there's my family. Yeah, Yeah. when I grew up, it was my parents' house, and then across the street, it was my grandparents' house. So yeah. I didn't, all I had to do was learn across the street. Well, I lived never with my had grandmother <laughs> Half of my teen years. Well, actually, all my well, teen years. Well, you know, my years. nephew and niece now live with their grandparents. So, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, start us off. Talk about your family today and maybe where your values have gotten you from from what you grew up in um, in Mayberry. In Mayberry. Now we're talking about family values? I don't know. I'd... Well, not necessarily family values, but, I mean, how does that transition how does it from well, your upbringing bring you to what you are like in your family now i think additionally that you have to mention that there are like 10 extended aunts and uncles and cousins and that everybody gets together multiple times a year and there's like family picnics yeah multiples your cousin's parties. almost as hot as your, your mom cousins, as i recall your, your family's exactly like my family 
Yeah, is it? Yeah, we do all the family gatherings every birthday. Yeah, see, I just don't have holiday. to come to your family yeah. gatherings. We all get so. together. We all go. Because <laughs> Paula, it drives Paula crazy. Because she, she tell her it takes about four years to learn everybody's names and how they're connected. No, to I mean other. I got a small family, so I don't remember everyone's name. Knowing everybody's names, it's just the she's not used to socializing for very long. Her family gets together for an hour or two, and then they all disappear. My family, they get together all freaking day. Like yeah, mine is too, but I don't yeah. see. I I must be the black sheep because I don't like to hang out for that much that long. Cisco sit and talk to them for hours. Me, I I'll be done after a couple. Yeah, of my minutes. my family is the same way. It's you know every holiday, you know they actually rotate holidays between the siblings as far as who hosts, you know Thanksgiving or whatever. Uh, every birthday, you know traditions for like New Year's and stuff like that. And yeah, it's cool, you know. But after a while, you kind of think that it's really lame. But after you don't have it like I am, you kind of like, yeah, you miss all that because you miss, like, the home-cooked stuff that goes with it. Yeah. You know, and just, like, hearing the same God stories. God home-cooked stuff because he still eats dinner with his family, what, how many nights a week? No, I don't actually. <laughs> Not I don't. anymore? No. Paula has finally broken you of the going home for dinner habit. No, I think well, Scott just yeah, doesn't like to leave the house. Yeah, yeah it's the, Paula has gotten him in the go to Oliver's for dinner habit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, sorry. But yeah, no stove, I mean, right? Hmm? No stove currently, right? No, no working stove. One working burner. Yeah, at least you get one working burner. You can still make grilled cheese. What? No, that's it. He does yeah, it in the, the oven. oven. In the oven. I have the toaster. Oven. He can make yeah, top ramen. He's got a a dryer. He could just put it on he's a plate good. in that. He's getting iron, man. Iron. Stuff it inside. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the iron today. <laughs> we we joked about going to Kmart and getting you an iron. That just makes me think of Benny and June whenever I hear people using the iron. Yeah. I did that geez. so before that. That was movie. a great movie. I mean, for us, it was Mr. Mom. We're old. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, you're right. That was Mr. Mom, too. Yeah. So, like, the yeah, family. Johnny Depp looked cuter doing it. Well, word. The, the yeah. family thing. What doesn't Johnny Depp look cuter doing? The family thing. What Sorry. I was going... Cisco's in charge of interrupting Corey tonight. Yes. <laughs> Revenge. Full reversal. They're bonding tonight. They're oh, sharing a, a mic so that that <laughs> way they can uh, try not no, to wait, talk. I don't know what that means. Um, when I was growing up, my Something parents new. were divorced. They separated when I was two. They divorced when I was three. Um, so I I was the broken home kid. Um, so the holidays for me kind of always followed this this weird pattern. Um, with um, my my mother's parents had split up too. So. With my mom, we would go on Thanksgiving to my grandmother and grandfather's, her actual real dad and uh, his second wife, um, to visit with the family up in uh, Grand Rapids. And uh, that would we would do our Christmas with them at Thanksgiving. And then Christmas Eve, I would usually go to my dad's and spend that over at my Aunt Donna's and Uncle Bill's. And so that was like my dad's family gathering and everything and my cousin's with that and then christmas day we would usually spend over at my grandmother's house my grandmother's house is where everybody would come up and get together from her family from my mom's um so all of her sisters and brothers and not usually the brothers as much but the sisters would always show up and all of their kids would show up and everything when we wound up living with my grandmother though from about the time <laughs> i was um 10 and a half 11 on it would be my house and everybody would be showing up at my house on christmas day and hanging out and doing all these family functions. And I would just kind of want to hang out in my room because I had my computer. I had my privacy. I wanted to keep my privacy. And then you've got, like, your little happier age cousins who want to get into your stuff and want to bug you. And it, I, I guess it's kind of cool because you're, I was the eldest cousin. Um, so I don't know that they necessarily looked up to me as much as at least they kind of, like, I was the eldest. So I had the most stuff and had some life experiences and things like that, but they would always want to come out and spend time with me in my room and stuff. I started closing and locking my door, jumping out my window and running around the block to my friend Monty's house and hanging out with his family on Christmas day, just to not have to be around my family. So I think out of us, I'm probably the worst when it comes to the family upbringing, not because I had a bad family, I had a great family, I just really sucked at being part of a family. Now, did you have a plate glass window that you were jumping through when you jumped out of the window? No, no. The plate glass window was in the front room, and it didn't open, and I didn't want to break that one. I broke it at someone else's house. But um, and the one in the garage that I fell through. No, it's just 
I don't know. I I was an only child, and when my dad got remarried to my stepmonster, I suddenly had step siblings. And when I was over there on the weekends, I'd hang out. My my room was shared with my uh, stepbrother David, and he was probably fifteen, sixteen at the time, and I was. I want to say closer to like nine or ten. And it was just weird. But he was at least a nice guy. He wasn't a jerk. Um, some of my other step-siblings were rat bastards. And because my step-monster was a bitch, it just kind of transcended down. David is the only one out of that family that I care about and miss. But it got to a point where, for a while, they all kind of went against me. And I was having a tough time as a kid anyways. I was a dick. Um, where I just... Didn't even feel like I was invited over my my dad's house after a while. For a few years, I stopped going over there. And it wasn't until he got together with my second stepmother, uh, Kathy, that he's still with, that I started to feel like I could be part of his life. And even then, I was like in such the the teenage phase that it was not really important to me to spend time around my dad. And he and I didn't get along as much as like Kathy tried to get us back together. <laughs> you? Yeah. Do we have enough time for my family? Give us the abridged version. Okay, abridged version. Um, my parents split up when I was 10. My dad moved out to an apartment here in Santa Rosa, which was you know half an hour away from where we were living. Now people can stalk us. <coughs> you want so bad to be stalked. My mom and I moved in with my grandmother, and you know, that was pretty much it for a couple years, at least a year and a half or so. And then my dad met my current stepmother, and she has a daughter who is a year younger than me, and that was doomed from the beginning. We didn't hit it off well. It never went well from there on out. It still doesn't go well. I started fighting with my dad when I was about 14. I think he told me to fuck off and have a nice life when I was 15 and a half. I didn't talk to him until I was about 17. And then I started talking to him because I was finally old enough to go to court and say that I didn't want to have to go visit him and not be in violation of the custody order anymore since I had been avoiding going to his house on my mandated weekend visitations. Scratch it, Cisco wins. And um, yeah, my mom met my stepdad about the same time. My dad and... She met him before. Same time as what? As my dad met his wife. Okay. So my actually my dad and my stepmom got married in October of my freshman year in high school. And my mom and my stepdad got married in December of the same year. So within two months, both of my parents remarried someone. But thankfully, my stepdad didn't come with anyone attached to him. It was just him, and he totally rocks, and I love him to death. And yeah. Well, didn't he come with a guitar? He came with many guitars. Yeah, a lot he, of guitars. He came with lots of stuff, but no people. Lots of stuff. He didn't bring any children in, and you know he... He had a bad childhood, and he had actually gotten a vasectomy when he was, like, 17 before he went into the military and said, I don't ever want to have kids. I don't ever want to deal with kids. I don't ever want to be involved with anyone who has kids. And so he came into his, yes, just like you, Scott, he came into his relationship with my mom with me being, you know, almost 12 years old and having massive issues with my dad and having massive attitude. Actually, my all-time favorite fight was he used to go and hang out in the bedroom. And fight. Yes, no, this is a good fight. He used to go Scott, hang you out. You actually need to hold the mic up to be heard, though. That's why it's, that's why it's down here. No, because he... you think with your penis, so we may as well talk for you. <laughs> he used to go hang out in my mom's bedroom, and my mom would go and end up hanging out with him. And I would go and stand in the doorway of the, of the room and talk to them. And I was big into New Kids on the Block. And, of course, Randy hated New Kids on the Block because they were like bubblegum pop band. And, you know, he's like Santana guitar guy. And so they weren't a very good mesh. And he, I was 
wearing my headphones and like the headphone jack came unplugged and it started blaring out and it was like the middle of you know hanging tough or something and he started yelling at me and he was like you know you can't just hang out in the doorway you're not allowed in the doorway in the opening in front of the bedroom not in the hallway not in the doorway nothing well the way that the house was set up was their bedroom door opened into the hallway across it towards the wall but my bedroom doorway opened into the hallway lengthwise. So I made the decision that since I wasn't allowed to stand in the like two and a half foot frame in front of their bedroom, Randy was not allowed to touch the floor in front of my bedroom, but it was like 12 feet of hallway. <laughs> so we're about five steps from uh, one of those Three's Company episodes where they split the apartment in half and you have to stay on your side and no. I get the bathroom and you get the kitchen. No, my poor mother had to like. Corey just peeked the hell out of his channel. Oh, I am loud. No, my my mom had to like totally like ground us both yeah, and. Garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's like my all-time favorite fight. I think. It's you know awesome. what's interesting though? So we got three of us who our parents are still together, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Us three. Yeah. Oh, I see you've abandoned me. I'm pointing me. for those that aren't. So I can keep Scott's mic up. No comment. Wow. <laughs> wow. Is that why you're leaning way over like that? Is that calling it now? Um, <laughs> oh, no. Wow, this really would have been better a video. Cisco uh, and Corey come from parents who split up, but in two different kind of time periods where your parents, Corey, were split up before you really were aware of it. So it's kind of like same as it always was for you other than when they went through their individual Right, I have no whatnot. recollection of my parents ever really being couple. together. It was always go see my dad on the weekends right. kind of thing. And Cisco's got it kind of like during really formative years yeah. break up. Yeah, which to me seems like it would be much, much harder. I'm or guessing like when it was. Aaron's parents split up you just know, a couple of years ago. Their actual breakup wasn't that hard. Mm -hmm. It was more the... Getting back together with new people. Oh, right. Family. Because my mom actually did an awesome We're job of being good friends with my dad. Like, they broke up, but, like, my dad still came to Christmas dinner. He still came to, like, Easter. Oh, I mean, we didn't have any of that. My my family really, it. they weren't together because they didn't love each other and they didn't get along and they couldn't run a household together. But there wasn't any of, like, the vicious animosity, hatred, evil, divorce stuff. It was basically they just at some point decided that they didn't belong together and they, they were, should go their separate ways. They were better friends, quote-unquote, than... No, they were, they were better co-parents, but that they didn't right. need to be living together and dealing with each other on a daily basis to be good parents. I me. can relate to that because that's, like that's how me and Vanessa are. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't really until my stepmother came into the picture that things really changed. And it was really, really, really insanely bad for me because my dad and I were really, really close before he met her. You know, we went jeeping. We went camping. I mean, I was crazy, crazy water skier. I spent, like, all summer at the lake water skiing. Like, my friends didn't even bother calling mm, my house. Suits. I had some very cute bathing suits. I know. I, I lost my <laughs> bikini skiing one time. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was not fun, but, yeah. yeah but, I no, just have bad so, bad memories I mean, of skiing and getting cleaned out when you fall on your ass. That's always not fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, Seaweed I, enema. I skipped water that time. I, I flew forward past the boat and skipped across the top of the water. Well, I guess it's better than hitting wearing, the boat. Came up wearing just my life jacket. So, now, the other thing that I thought was interesting, too, is that you and I both have had kind of pseudo-sister brothers come in late in life. Right. You with, with Kelsey and me with Jerry. but kind of You have to explain Jerry, though, because people don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't know. Well, I guess Kelsey's descriptive for you. Well, but Jerry's I've already basically established my, that I gained a stepsister. My mother's cousin, but he's only 
four months older than me. And he lived with us. He came and lived with us when I was in sixth grade, I think. And they had moved here because his, his mother's uh, from Thailand. And his father is, is American, obviously. And did a lot of business travel and did overseas business stuff and met her and and all that. Married her and had two kids with with her. Right, because I'm sure he enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then when they split and he remarried uh, an American woman, he brought the kids over to to stay with them. And then they ended up splitting up, and the kids ended up with the stepmom for a while. But then his dad actually died, and that's when he came and lived with us because the stepmom was not good. So, but he came into us in sixth grade, and the difference I think between us, me acquiring a sibling and you acquiring a sibling is that you, yours came in, and you guys were already pretty much diametrically opposed, or or very different. Yes. In the very, way you were. Very, very different. Jerry and I had kind of had, you know, he lived a mile away from me up until he moved in with us when he lived with the stepmom. So we hung out, and were similar up. You know, up until that point, it was actually after he moved in with us that we started to diverge because then, you know, we went through sixth grade. But since we had seventh grade, then that's when you hit junior high. And then that's when the clicks start. And we went totally different paths. Right. You know, he went the sports route and he was kind of with the jocks and the cheerleaders and all that. And I went the playing Dungeons and Dragons in the library at recess kind of thing. And so we definitely <laughs> split. I love how geeky you are. <laughs> We definitely split from there. And so, I mean, we kind of started kind of on the same path, split. And then after he got through the high school and the first few years of college where he was playing football and he lived in the party house, which was, <coughs> I don't know how oh, that, that house survived so scary. at all. But, you know, then kind of came back now that he went and did his master's and he's, you know, in business and all that, he's kind of been grounded again so we've now kind of better connected than we had been for a long time i mean right he turned out you know go on recording saying this a lot better than i thought he would you know i mean he he turned out to be a really decent guy you know and so that's something i wouldn't have suspected during that middle period random off subject (laughs) question how did you get into D &D? Was it one of your friends always playing it, or did you like? I got into D and D. Okay, yeah. So we'll we'll do this. Uh, it's totally off subject. Just totally random. Pod Jack here for a second, and seventh grade. Pod Jack. Yeah, like that. I had to come up with that. I wanted to say Thread Jack, but it didn't sound right. Um, seventh grade, we did a couple of day overnighter to the Marin Headlands as part of a school function. Oh, our sixth graders just got back from that. And during that. I hung out with geeky people anyways at that time. I mean, I was geeky before yeah. D&D, but um, hung out with a guy named Leaf. And he talked about talked incessantly about how he played D&D with these groups. And I think at the time they were like college guys, college friends down in Berkeley. Okay. And he, you know, wanted, chose the game. And I was really intrigued by it got the books back then you know you bought them at barnes and nobles or wherever the hell right, the bookstores right. were back then copperfields um and got the books and oddly enough i mean i started dnd as a gm really and yes gave me the books and said go to town i was like okay you know what i'll, I'll run it and i'll come up you know seventh grade you're just making scenarios yeah, where you throw fights and magic no, you played by yourself no when i first started I played, I, I played with people Granted, we were all too young to play. They couldn't really understand it. I was 10 when I started. But my aunt got me. Yeah, I, I guess. I never even heard of it. Well, what's 7th grade? 11, 11 years old? I mean, I, I don't have no... Yeah, about that. 11 yeah, or 12? There, thereabouts. Well, my nephew's Depends on 10 and he's when you fifth, started. I think. Or 4th. No, 4th. He's in 4th at 10. So, yeah, 12, I guess, then. Yeah. yeah. 12 or 13, I guess. Probably 12 going Depends on, 13, on how old you like were. Yeah, when I think I was in, I was in fourth five grade. Five or if you're four, or yeah, if I was six, seventeen when so. I was supposed to graduate. So I mean, it's like it just depends on, on what grade. Yeah, I was seven, I was seventeen when I graduated. So. so yeah, that's how I got into it. I was just curious. Hung out with Leaf through most of high school. Yeah, just to continue on this this pod jack for a second. 
those early years of D and D when it was junior high and it was like me, Leaf, Matt, Manu, and George. If you could pick the most, I mean, I, I may be geeky, but I was by far the most normal out of the bunch. <laughs> um, I mean, Leaf used to talk about his character that was a frog thief frog guy thief and he used to have a dagger that would go on each suction cup on the fingers of the things and he'd throw ten daggers at once and he gained people that you know were physicists and they had magic items that were like frictionless swords so they'd cut through anything you know bad even as a kid I had one friend so I was never big in the whole social thing so he basically played the whole group and I GM'd or I'd one time I just said See, screw that's it. That's not a group. I said screw it because it was so difficult. I I melded all the all his characters into one character and made him a superhero. Basically, it was a D and D superhero that had all the abilities and have every have everything, and he just played that. And, <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Yeah, the other guy, Manu, used to live in Peru, and was a stoner because pot grew wild in Peru. All right. So that was kind of his thing. There was many a times where he was. You know, stoned playing D and D in junior high. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who did you hang out with? I remember one he time. He just told you. Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time. Where did you find these First people? making a a bong out of Peru. a Pepsi can for him, or rolling him a joint out of binder paper, which oh. he which he said gave him the best buzz ever. Matt That's because he never microwaved a cigarette. Cigarette. Yeah. George lived on a farm, which at the time was actually, I mean. In junior high, obviously, it didn't gain him any popularity living on a farm. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, very down-to-earth and naive. I mean, very classic, naive farm boy. But I remember hanging out on that farm a couple of times, you know, in a barn full of huge piles of hay that you would, you know, climb up and be up the Jump top into of the barn. Yeah. You could go out on the, the roof of the barn, and they had a pond on the property. I mean, that was cool. Not cool in the traditional sense of sporty people and stuff, but you know, because we're all the sporty people here yeah, in this room. Yeah. So, did he have a favorite five-gallon bucket? I can only imagine what that's a reference to. Remember earlier when I, I said something about the fact that I'm going to make a sound effect for you every time you say just something off the wall, obscure, <laughs> just like it—it's a joke to him, but for the rest of us, well, that well, was it. That—that that was my cue right there. <laughs> Five gallon bucket. How else is he going to reach the horse? <laughs> it's a short joke. You're making a short joke. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Corky gets a fifty-five gallon drum. <laughs> I can make all the damn short jokes I want. Why? Because they all go over your head. Yes. Wow. So should we go back to family now okay. that we've talked about my childhood and D and D? All right. Again. My- my story got jacked. I didn't jack it. Wait, what? <coughs> no. Yeah, I just no. thought... No, yes. we no, we yeah. transferred. No, we Chris no. was talking. No. Scott, we can roll it back. We were, <laughs> we were talking about gaining siblings. It yes. was my turn to and, talk about and, gaining a sibling. No, I was still talking it. about mine, and he said, hey, I want to know. Yeah. We can go back to you. That's fine. You can talk about Kelsey if you'd like. Yeah, you you made it sound like, well, they already know about Kelsey. Because no, I said I had a stepsister. Yeah, I was explaining yeah. Jerry, and that's when Scott asked. You even asked right. him to explain Jerry. Well, yeah. I, it was your request. Anthology, I just want to apologize because yeah. obviously it's all my fault. Yeah, when you do the side monologue, you don't need to put the like, mic in your mouth. Yeah. Sometimes I can't help myself. <laughs> yeah, Corey. Between yeah, Corey. You don't Scott have to. Pret- you, you don't have to pretend that you're Aaron, okay? <laughs> then I'm really loud. And the mic's asleep. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, my, I told you I had a uh, stepbrother, uh, and some step other step sibs with uh, my step monster and everything. But they weren't. They were hardly a part of my life. I mean, David was the only one that I really kind of knew well there was um cheryl and janet janet lived in the house too but i didn't really associate with her too much and david i hardly associated with because most of the time when i was over at my dad's i'd hang out with my cousin um kelly but did you have a hot cousin too was she your first cousin a couple hot cousins um 
Most of my most of my family is incredibly good looking. See video podcast because we need Chris's look. It's <laughs> just just he's, he's like my cousin's hotter than my mom. <laughs> yeah, I think. Um, so let's let's get all our hot cousins together and let them do the video podcast. His sister uh, wasn't I have that either. No yeah. hot cousins. <laughs> um, Amy actually still looks pretty cute. I don't have it. She does. I got one cousin. I got I got hijacked. Um, Woo-hoo! So Yay! it's we Scott. It's, it's it's Scott and Cisco. So, but now years later, my uh, mom got remarried to Don. Um, yes. And with Don came five sisters and a brother. And the brother wound up living with us. Six foot tall black. Yeah, my brother, the six foot tall <laughs> black man. Um, but my brother John was like 12 when I'm suddenly moving in with my mom and her new husband. And it was always like I'd gotten used to my dad being married to somebody else. But my mom and I got really close in my teen years. So for her to suddenly have a guy in her life and then this guy brings with him this ready-made family and all this other stuff, that was that was tougher than my dad. Uh, that was a lot tougher than my dad. And having John actually worked out a lot better than I thought it would because John being a young boy and I didn't really get along with a lot of guys really well. I he wasn't a, lot... a boy. He was shaving at that point. Well, yeah, he was. He nared his chest that one time. Um, <laughs> but John was like, he John did. was a skateboarder kid. He he went through his punk rock phase. He went through his um, jock phase. He oh, went through his stoner phase. phase. Um, he went through I'll get you stone phase. A lot yeah, of phases. John told me about the night he lost his virginity, which was still way before I lost mine. Um, At least that you remember. Oh hell no, no. I mean he he lost his virginity chronologically back. before I lost mine. <laughs> you can't get it back. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's not like you got a refund. Um, <laughs> wow. She sends you a hundred bucks wrapped up in a dirty dress with vomit on it. Saying, yeah, I know. Um, saying, I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry. Um, and then when you unroll, when you unroll the dress, it quacked so... at you. So with with Don, I suddenly had five stepsisters um, who were all um, varying ages. Uh, one of them, the middle one, right at my age, and so like two older and two younger, and then John, the youngest, and then even past that, my dad and Kathy started having kids when I was 18. Now I didn't really hang out with that. Um, with my dad too much for a while but then I did start going over there more and more and so now I've got three half sibs which are my first real official siblings other than my sister who was born a year before me that uh, unfortunately passed away uh, three days old so I've been an only child pretty much my whole life and have this huge ass extended family going in the directions of uh, step families and and things like that, and half <clears throat> siblings, and it just it got really nuts. And then all my extended family with my mom, because my mom came from a very big family. She was the eldest, but she had um, three sisters. Uh, yeah, I think three sisters and four or so brothers, like one half sister, one half brother, and all of them have their kids now, and all those people that were showing up at my house and stuff. So it was always kind of like really weird for me because I was so inward and so focused on being by myself and I'll sit in front of the, well, back in the day it was my uh, Odyssey 2 and then my Commodore 64 and things like that and reading comics. Talking to Anne on Prodigy. Well, Prodigy was when I was in college and I at least had a social life by then, but I kind of was happy to abandon it. Um, But yeah, so for so long for me to be by myself and then these weird sporadic moments of hey, let's go visit the family, and here's a thousand people that are all related to you and you should know and love. And I was like, I don't really want to be around any of these people. Some of the extended family scared the bejesus out of me. Some of them were really um, strange. A lot of them were musicians and had musicians' lifestyles. And I think while my I family's s- got you beat for strange. Probably. so got him beat. Um, the fact that your mom looks younger than you uh, <laughs> is a little weird. Um... 
but yeah, so that that's kind of weird for me is that my family is so huge and now I'm hopefully getting married someday to Aaron and uh, I really look forward to that. I have no interest in having kids at all. And and part of that is probably from my last relationship before Aaron being with someone who had a kid and not like he wasn't a great kid. He was a fantastic kid, you know, but I was a really lousy parent. And no, I really was. I, you didn't see the worst of it. And the worst of it, I don't blame it completely on just me. I blame it on the way that I was probably at the time. I blame it on the fact that the relationship itself was not a great relationship. Not that, And again, that's not a slam against her because she was a great person. But us together didn't work. But I saw a lot of things come out of me that I recognized from like my dad growing up at the times when I didn't necessarily like being around my dad as much my dad has turned into a great fantastic guy that i adore and and really look up to but when i was a kid there were some really bad moments between me and my dad and a lot of them came from him being in a relationship with my step monster so maybe that's part of it maybe it's the fact that he was in a bad relationship and so we had a bad relationship from that and i was in a bad relationship and i was a bad parent because of it but I still don't really want to take that chance on someone whose life I would affect so greatly. It's hard raising Aaron. And to a certain degree, that's what you do in a relationship, especially when you're nine years that person's senior, is that she has grown up a lot in the time that we've been together, and she's put herself out there, and I just don't think she could really still take care of herself so much if she suddenly was single and trying to live on her own and pay her own bills and everything um and not getting mold on the towels because she leaves them wrapped up wet on the bed lots of things that i'm just like jesus you know but yeah but you mature like exponentially when you have a small child yeah and i don't know that i really want to do that you know it's it's like i have trouble enough training my stupid dogs let alone getting a kid you know yeah, but that's... And how many I mean, kids are going to be as cute as your dogs? I know. Seriously. Those are standard fears, for, I think, for anyone. I mean, I don't... Yeah. You know, my, my but standard. honestly, I do have to say that I think that there are people in the world who their place is to be cool Uncle Cory, cool Uncle Scott. That, you know, they have the ability to show other people's kids really cool things like i almost everybody i know has some cool adult person in the history of their growing up that they're like wow that really cool adult person really affected my life because they exposed me to you know art or they exposed me to music or you know it's like for me my godfather although i didn't see him that often was a huge connection for me especially when my relationship with my dad went sour because, you know, this whole huge chunk of who I was, you know, the, the, the redneck chunk of me, you know, the beer drinking, four wheeling country music section of my life was now involved with someone else who did not want me involved and did not want me bringing that into her foo-foo Macy's pink chiffon house. It wasn't welcome, you know. the The beer brewing no, stuff she's right. got put up on a rafter the day after she moved in. Having been right in a similar situation, all of she's my right. school pictures got taken down off the walls. It was full house cleaning, and so that aspect of my life was not welcome in the one place that I had always expected to get it from. And so I had to look outside to see where else I could pull that from. You know, and the only other person I had to pull that from was my godfather. You know, I had to go to him and say, okay, you know, I was rebuilding the carburetor in the Land Cruiser, and now it's parked in the garage, and it's got a kitty litter pan in the back of it, and, you know, I don't know when the roof's coming off. But, you know, okay, well, come on down to Livermore. You can work on my Land Cruiser. You know, I'll put you on a creeper and roll you under the Land Cruiser. You can take the oil pan off for me you know and it was something that i really needed in my life 
I wasn't ready to just have that whole section of my life just obliterated. Yeah, see, with Don, Don tried to come in, and I don't think it was something he was expecting to do because I was old enough that I shouldn't have had that necessity to suddenly have a father figure. Um, he shouldn't have had to teach me how to be a man, how to be an adult. But there were a lot of things that I was kind of like still growing into, even at the age that I was at that point. And I was 19 or so when they got together. And so Don was sitting there working with me on car engines and trying to teach me life lessons and stuff like that. And I was not incredibly receptive to Don um, because he was very different from the things that I knew and the things that I was interested in. And he was kind of laying out expectations for me, and he was right to. He was right to say, hey, you know, why is your 19, 20-year-old son interested in working in a comic shop and living in our basement? Why isn't he going to school? Why isn't he trying to make something up? And it wasn't like Don wouldn't help his kids, and it's not like he wouldn't treat me in the same way that he would treat his kids. He put his kids through school where they could have gotten plenty of grants and stuff, and he paid for their schooling all on his own, working killer hours trying to pay for their schools to get them doctorates, in some cases multiple doctorates. And the guy still works his ass off. He's retired and he's still trying to work his ass off to um, get the money for um, his oldest daughter um, adopted a child last year. And Don and Mom put a lot of money themselves into that to help that happen. And that's, that's something that, you know, as a parent, you can't be thankful enough for. And I'm not saying that they're not thankful. They are, certainly now. I mean, at that point in time when Don got married to my mom, they still had an expectation that their dad should just be their dad. And if was going to be together with anybody, it would be back with their mom, even though their mom is the one that kicked him out. But for me, it's like I wasn't looking for a male role model at that point in time. My male role model had been my Uncle Charles. Um, because he was the cool musician guy, and he was the guy that I really wanted to be like, and strangely enough, has no kids. Um, but now, especially when I have things pop up with the car or with the house and stuff, Don will hear about it from my mom and just call up and start talking me through things. And we'll just sit and chat and have a conversation about whatever, but he will try to give me some insight about you know, electronics or about automobiles or just about anything, stocks, retiring, working out, my health. And he's a wealth of great information. He's, you know, kind of, he seems kind of slow, kind of quiet, kind of like how Scott comes across, like just so laid back that you think, oh, he's probably simple-minded. And then you find out that Scott is probably one of the most well-read intelligent people that you know and you're like shit where did that come from and that's that's kind of like what my stepfather is like and yeah, it took see, me moving so he's actually quite the opposite of me where he's like no he really is that slow just <laughs> share <Shut> with him <laughs> <laughs> i think you don't know how intelligent you are and you're surprised i'm the least well-read person out of this entire group you're and have the lowest no, iq I, probably <laughs> out of this entire group i probably read the least out of everyone here <laughs> And, and it's, that's not even what it's about. It's not about reading books. It's not about anything like that. It's just, you know, looking at somebody and, and finding out that there's a lot more depth to them than what you would have ever imagined. And there's a lot more common ground that if you're willing to open up and, and spot it, that it's there. And I'm not saying that it's there with everybody because if my father was still together with, um, with his second wife, I wouldn't be involved in his life. I know that, and I don't know if it would even necessarily be my choice as much as the choice that she was making for him, because that's sort of what it seemed like, and it sounds like that's similar to your dad, is that your dad just kind of was, like, happy enough to have someone come into his life and let her take over and let her kind of push everything that he should have been taken care of and involved in aside to make it what she wanted it to be. You know, she came in and cleaned house and said, oh, this is what your life is now. I recognize that. That seems pretty similar. And I think that's what I expected out of Don. I wasn't really 100% certain what my mother saw in him. But, God, oh, I had years later, I... issues when Randy first showed up. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, and I took one look at Randy and was like, 
what is the weird cell phone geek guy doing outside the front door? And all it ever really should have taken, though, was for me to look at how happy my mom was with Don. You know, and it, and it took me a while to kind of step back and see that, is that she and he, my mom's not alone anymore. You know, and you know, I can't mom, believe that it took so long for my mom to not be alone. I had massive issues when my mom first met Randy, fueled by the fact that my grandmother and my aunt and my step-aunt, <laughs> my mom's stepsister, were all kind of living with us. My grandmother and my step-aunt were living with us. My aunt actually had her own place, but she spent a lot of time at our house, and none of... They, none of them wanted my mom to ever end up with anybody else. They were quite content to just be us pack of girls thing. And when Randy first showed up and first started, you know, coming around and hanging out with my mom. Invasion of the penis. No. Oh, there was some invasion. Yeah, go with the visual. Come on, go. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I'm thinking about those I... things in War of the Worlds coming down. See, now I've totally lost what I was saying. It's because you're visualizing. No, I'm, I'm trying so hard not to. Japanese tentacle porn. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Demon Beast theme. invasion. Oh. <laughs> Where were we? I was talking, talking about, about I think we should make Quirky talk because he's talked the least about his family, I think, out of all of us. Quirky's set down the mic. Quirky's way too relaxed. He's got to get involved. It has nothing to do with being relaxed at this point. It's kind of like, okay, I start talking and then it's like, oh, yes, and I forgot to tell you this. And oh, yes. And oh, yeah, you're making short jokes, so we're going to go ahead and bag on you. Uh, yeah. Um, I just, I just kind of get a little frustrated about stuff like that. And. Oh, sorry, right. man. If I, I wanted to get bagged on, I'd go to work, you know. So, um, I'm just trying to enjoy my four day weekend, and today's the first of it, and it's starting off pretty well. So, I'm I'm happy right now. Um, I don't. I mean, as far as family, I mean, yeah, uh, white bread, born and raised by, you know, two loving parents who, you know. Got married pretty young. I mean, literally, like, uh, met on a blind date and were married, like, four months later. <laughs> uh, something like that. Um, waited for six years to have me, or pretty damn near. Uh, you know, after they were, weren't supposed to actually have any kids. Um, Are you an only child, then? No. No. I have a younger sister and a younger brother. Okay. Why weren't they supposed to have kids? They weren't supposed to have them, apparently. Because they, they wanted to have kids. They tried to have kids, but, you know, it took them, what, almost, almost five years to have me? You know, just one of those things. Never got the full explanation as to whether it was... uh mom's fault or dad's fault but i'm guessing it was probably dad's fault okay so it was they were not trying to have kids no they were trying to have kids they wanted to have kids okay so medically there was worry right because there there were three ways that that could have gone it was medically they weren't supposed to have kids like they were told not to or you're never going to or we're not supposed to have kids because we don't want to have kids or um third cousins you'll have kids with three eyes Wow. <laughs> no. Um, well, no, they, they just had hot cousins earlier. They just said that, you know, they, they, you know, medically weren't supposed to, you know, be able to have children. So, um, you know, to say they were quite surprised when I was there. Um, and you know, how, how, what relation to you, like, how much younger than you is your sister? See, my sister is six years. <laughs> six years younger than me. Really? And your brother is almost seven. Years younger or younger. almost seven now? 
So it was like, hey, we got it right. We can sit back and relax and not worry about it so much. And they have Donna, and they go, hey, we really screwed this one up. Let's pump another one out real fast to make sure that we can counterbalance it. Uh, well, I'm kidding. I love Donna. Well, this is, this is actually kind of funny part of it is that, you know, they, they really worked to have me and uh, Donna. They, they definitely planned. Phil, they had no idea that that he was that he was out there. That he just kind of was like, yeah, yeah, you're having a third. Um, Phil is sort of the fart. He is the between well, the cheek sneak. Phil of the family. just is what he is. I mean, he. Wow. <laughs> If it was a between the cheek sneak, there shouldn't even be a Phil, right? <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, Phil does what he does, and, and crawled I mean, out and went around back. I mean, if he if he doesn't, you know, like what you say, what you do, I mean, he's gonna tell you he doesn't fucking care, and that's what I love about the guy. Um, you know, but I mean, you know, growing up, we're, you know, we would go over to you know grandma's house and you know hang out and. You know, watch him make Christmas cookies or whatever, or, you know, whatever it was. You know, we would always help, you know, each other out as far as family members went. You know, if somebody was doing a big project, like, hell, we used to, uh, you know, help each other do, like, our own, like, you know, floral arrangements in the front yards and stuff. We would go over and we'd be like, oh, well, this weekend we're going to, you know, do flowers over at Uncle Ron's house and... Were there yeah. bike shorts involved? No, there was no bike shorts at that point. And there never will be ever again. <laughs> I don't care and how good it is. You them so much over the bike shorts. Because <laughs> he looks awesome in them. Yeah, okay, so when you guys, when you when you and Aaron, or I don't know, you even see me in them at that point, I was so... Am- I spanked you in them. Wow. I, I was so... Uh, what's the word? Like When a spider gnaws on prey, like just like drains the life out of them. Like emaciated. Thank you. I, I wasn't sure if I was going to pronounce it right. The two most well-read people in the room. Um. After Emily, that I was surprised that anybody thought that I looked good at all. Well, we both know the word for sunken and shriveled. That doesn't say much. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, so the two guys with kids in the room. Well, yeah. I I have a child, but you know, I, unfortunately, my equipment's not being used right now, so. Uh, yeah. Blue. Hence the name, right? <laughs> That's where the blue from. That's why we call him Brackus Blue now. His name's finally true. Wow. Um, or I guess we get Brackus Blue Balls now. Yeah. But no, I mean it was it was you know it was a lot of fun times. I mean we were definitely the you know unique family on the block. Uh, you know we do oh. like you know. Yearly get-togethers with you know we have like you know the entire family. You were the Kool Aid House, if I remember from a previous yes, podcast. Yes, yes, we were the Kool Aid House. Yes, yeah. to you know Pod Jack and other, um, you know, but no, I mean it. it okay, became but that's another interesting thing to bring into this. What's that? Were you the only family in your general area who was like the white bread two parents still together nuclear family? No, I mean, or there was a lot of other was ones. Was there a lot of both types of families for you? I mean, I would say the majority of the people that lived in our, our neighborhood, you know, had, like, you know, the, the typical, you know, nuclear family household, you know, where you knew when that person's birthday was, even if you didn't know him by name, because you would see, you know, just a parking lot full of cars down the block, and, you know... You would see balloons out in the mailbox and people like leaving at nine o'clock at night and you know stuff like that. It wasn't until you know I'd probably say later on, you know, towards the end of elementary, where my next door neighbor Angela and her sister Maria, her mom and dad split up, and that was that was a really weird time for me because you know growing up with them and um, her mom used to watch watch us kids in the morning before we go to school and it was just it was hard it was hard on us you know i didn't know what to do didn't know how to react you know just knew that you know john was gone and all of a sudden there was this guy you know they were occasionally sleeping on the couch in the morning and we had to be quiet when we came in um i had no idea why didn't never even saw the guy's face just knew that there was this guy sleeping 
Um, but I mean, even even you know now, I mean, it's like I I know throughout you know different times of the year when you know my parents and my sister, because Phil's always too damn busy to do anything else, because all he does is work and play hockey. Um, you know, which I'm, I'm really proud of him. I'm, I'm really glad that he's been able to do what he's going to do and, you know, going to be sent over to Japan for a week. So, I mean, he's he's doing okay. You know, I kind of say that I'm more proud of him than th that I've been of anybody that I've known outside of my family, you know, that I grew up with, you know, in Michigan. Um, you know, but, you know, I mean, everybody still carries on back there, like, you know, nothing's changed, you know, even though I'm not there, and, you know. Yeah, but I, I noticed that they carry on, and they try to include you in everything. You know, yeah. it, it's important to them that you are still part of the family, and you are the one who moved essentially the farthest away, and it, it seemed to not only crush your parents when you moved yeah. out of Michigan, but it crushed, like all of your extended family too not so much that they they gave you crap about it they uh door. we have a door yeah. we have a visitor oh, is it hand maybe it would be awesome if it was yeah, should i unzip my pants now hey. oh my oh. god history has been made does anybody and know what to do with an ipod that does this yes he does <laughs> is this the widescreen of death you buy i don't know did you try rebooting it no, it just did this between this morning and now. Give it to Chris. He'll fix it. So as I said, should I unzip my pants now? Anne's actually shown up. Is that how you reboot this? <laughs> I will if that's what you'll do in return. Hand it to me, dear. Um, in case well, at least somebody's on the same page as I am. Anne showed up. But I've never no. had Anne here before. So Anne, tell us about your family. Have a seat. Grab a mic. <laughs> and while you sit in Cisco's lap, I can put my face in yours. How's your new adoptee? Um, well, let's see. He had his first accident in the house today. So that was uh, a little fun. Uh, and he's probably adopted already. So I guess I will get silly face to go along. Anne has the largest family out of all That's of us Anne has for at photos this point. Our, let's see, slideshows, photo library. You don't have very many photos in your iPod. Yeah. Most of them are when I went to get my hair colored back in June. So does the cover match the drapes? Um, right now, no. But that's... Never mind. I can send you the link. Can you prove to Anne's carpet? So yeah. do you actually have carpet or is it bare floors right now? We've totally lost it now. I just want to tell you that. How did you get that to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Flash this and I'll show you. You've already seen it. Um, I haven't. I was sleeping. Flash That's true. Scott you. Scott is in dire sleeping. straits. And um, porn just, it, it's so bland. He needs to see live breasts. Put Starbucks down. You see this working? Oh. <laughs> Would you like me to make it not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, that's blackmail. That's not right. And think of all the things that Scott has done for you over time. This oh. is just a simple payback. You owe him a stripper. You owe him a lap dance. I don't think he has. No. No. Well, there's only three of us now that have seen it, and that was for a split second. Granted, I'm not trying to necessarily want to have a recording where we basically have been trying to coerce Anne into nudity, but yeah, <laughs> um, I don't think it matters if it's recorded because it's pretty much everything that we do with Anne is. We're at an hour, so unless we're gonna actually have Anne speak on the Anne, podcast, we should stop. Just talk about your dogs. Let's hear about your dogs for a little bit because your dog. 
wrong with that? Fluffy, get down. You're a dog waiting. You just leave the crazy part out of it. I had, I had one random this observation for, uh, related to the podcast. It's just, I don't know if you guys have noticed, like, my, my, I don't know if it's like, you know, back in my day, but when I was a kid, you know, we knew every kid on the block. I grew up in total suburbia. We knew every family on the block. Yeah, you had a block. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anybody. I know my direct neighbor. And then the other direct neighbor I hate, and that's it, you know. The subject for the podcast this time is family. I don't know if anybody knows their, their neighbors oh. anymore. Well, you see. Know? My family's crazy, which is the reason why I only have dogs. I traded in my family for dogs. Well, when I got my dogs, I went to my dad and said, this is your grandkid. It's the only grandkid you're going to have, so. Was he okay with it? Yeah, yeah but you cool. also does, have does a he spoil them at Christmas so, yeah. and birthdays, though, or like? Yeah, they do. They get them gifts at Christmas. They See, get, that's they awesome. Get, they get toys. And, yeah. yeah, they even get open them. See, when I, I was feels the same way. Yeah, she knows that's the only grandkid she's gonna get. That's true. Your mom is pretty good with the kids. You got good kids. You got a good mom. I've got a good mom. See, she's so the only not one your that entire I don't wanna, Yeah, she's not. She's the only one that I don't want to completely disown. Or most of the time. Bro, and a new TV, too. Damn, I'm away for a little while, and crap changes. I've been well, here. I've seen it. For some seen this. Yeah. We'll be happy to show you the shower, too, but it's going to require you getting in it. No, you don't have to. Don't? No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Why would you do that? Just because you have your own vagina hey. doesn't mean you spoil it for the rest of us. Video iPod <laughs> moment with the nasty glares from all directions. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> It dropped 10 degrees in the room when Cisco said no. Which is such a rarity for her. What? You. <laughs> I threw myself whatever I could in high school to see what I stuck to. Am I quoting? Yes, I am. Uh, hit me again. Hit me again. At least I'm not interrupting. <laughs> Coitus, what? Did we, did we already go, go through the whole um, Mardi Gras beads thing? No. No, but would you like. <laughs> I've got some, though. There's like I 20 things in here called fingertips. <laughs> yeah, and it's, the, it's the They Might Be Giants song. Why is it in there like 10 times? Because the fingertips, they break down into separate, separate bits for separate each song. songs. Yeah, it's like 20 tracks. Guy who Luckily, you have happy endings in here, too, to go along with your fingertips. The guy who hit me in the eye. You gotta please pass the milk. This song caught a hard fucking in here. Please pass the milk. Some eclectic please. music. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, we know it all. We do have a lot of eclectic music in there. So Scott, I did not know the people in my neighborhood. Um, These are the, the people in my neighborhood. <laughs> when I was growing up in the apartments with my mom, it it, it kind of went through phases. When I was really young and didn't give a rat's I'm ass, I would run down the street in my underwear, underwear or something like that and stop at every old person's house and ask for cookies. <laughs> you were a pedophile's dream. I seriously was well-loved. Oh, that's funny. And well, well-loved. Um, when we lived in the apartment, and just my mom and I, I really didn't know anybody around the apartment complex. I kind of, I stayed at home by myself and everything and, and didn't get involved with other people's stuff. The apartment next door caught on fire one day when I was skipping school and I had to call my mom and tell her just because I didn't really know who else to go to and say, hey, you know, our house might be burned down by the time you get home because the apartment next door is on fire and it's swelling up in smoke. And I covered up the bird so he wouldn't die from smoke inhalation. Why aren't you at school? Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> but when we moved in with my grandmother, my grandmother lived in um, a subdivision type thing where... There were kids who hung out down I'm the street. I'm laughing at him, and... not at your music. I'm laughing at him, not at your music. Oh, okay, sure. Um, the kids all kind of like knew each other and stuff. Actually, even the people who lived next door to my grandmother I'd known for years because John, their son, was born right before I was. So his mom was pregnant at the same time my mom was pregnant. And uh, that's pretty awesome. You are a dork. <laughs> I wouldn't have sex with you if I was your wife either. Yeah, this is one of those nights where video would be nice because wow, Scott's dressed totally. up as super plaid man and yeah. <laughs> it's killing us. Um, but when I showed up at my grandmother's house and I was living there for a couple of months, kids kind of showed up at my door one day to play basketball. Kid, your sidekick. 
Be what kid? Carton kid. Awesome. Carton's on a plaid. Plaid's a checkered. Sure. Carton's on a checkered. Kind of thing. Uh, it's not. <laughs> um, so at that point in time, I started to know more people around my neighborhood from uh, about the time I was 12 up. But what I realized is that being a single parent, um, both sides, like my dad and my mom, I didn't have that kind of eating a lot of home-cooked meals kind of thing. Like my dad would make pizza out of a box, which was a big spoil for me, I love that. Or we would make chocolate chip cookie dough out of a box and peanut butter cookie dough out of a box and mix them together. These are the things that I choked my dad's. Or he'd make uh, crunchy eggs because that's the way that he cooked eggs accidentally, and that's how I thought they were supposed to be. My mom, <laughs> my mom would that make. That just pains me. To a certain degree, she would make some meals, but not a lot of it. No, no, it's crunchy. he's got his own crunchiness. Yeah, it but was it called was, Emily. Yeah, it wasn't until I was over at my grandmother's and stuff that I saw people making stuff from scratch. Gifts. Had big meals around the table and things. Otherwise, it was always TV trays with me. So that's probably the one part of growing up from divorce household is I didn't have that TV-style upbringing. And I didn't really even see much of that up until I started hanging out with people like you. Where people ate at the table at dinner time. The whole family gathered up. We were talking about yeah. the, yeah, we the cleaver too. side of the room versus the yeah. dysfunctional crazy side of the room. Yeah, I was on the dysfunctional crazy side of the room. Hence, you belong on this section of couch with Corey and I. Which <laughs> means we could see your breasts and nobody else's if Cisco will shut up about it. <laughs> Hit me again. Do we want to call it good? We're like an hour and six. Yeah, I think so. I think obviously we got Andrew. Anne's going to unwrap presents that are very belated in Christmas. So. Oh, I haven't even finished everybody's presents yet. I think you can one naked. Uh, anyways. Yeah. All right. So Give this was giving. podcast we'll number you. six on family. Uh, we don't have a sign out thing at all. Have we ever? Thank you, Dixie. Thank Cup. you, Dixie Cup. Thank, Thank you, Dixie, Dixie Cup. Cup. Uh, I think that's it for now. See you uh, next time. <laughs>